Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first Divorce Double Podcast with me and my co-host Pete. Say hi, Pete. Hello. Hello. Pete and I are both divorced, so we know a little bit about something, something about the divorce world. Uh, any words, Pete, before we dive into it? No, just keep an open mind and enjoy the podcast. Oh, there you go. Uh, so let me tell you who I am. My name is David and I've been divorced five years. Um, doesn't matter who, who wanted it. It's just the fact that we were divorced. Uh, three kids, uh, all are grown 23, 22 and 20. And Pete and I met at a divorce recovery workshop. He was one of my students and now he's a facilitator saving souls. Pete, it's on you. Soul saver is what I am <laughs> trying to be. Among other things. So, <laughs> Pete, I'm in my 50s, uh, divorced twice. Two children, boy and a girl, uh, ages 16, the boy 16, and the girl's 11. Um, trying to do it all, trying to work, trying to be a dad, trying to be a friend, and... Uh, Trying to take care of my own needs. It's difficult. Yeah, it's his own needs, folks. My own needs. My own needs. Because <laughs> uh, one of the things we learned in our recovery workshop was you have to kind of be a little bit selfish. You have to kind of look, um, try to find your path to recovery. And before you can do that, you have to learn about yourself. You have to learn who you are. Uh, some people lose that after they've been married for a long time. And uh, I'm guilty of that. Definitely, I just want to say to folks that I'm a Virgo, and I like long walks in the park. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Taurus, and am I stubborn sometimes? Uh, and I was take. born year of the rat. Yeah, snake, me. snake. I'm You're snake. snake. Oh, definitely a snake. <laughs> no doubt about that. I don't think I'm a cold-hearted snake. I mean, look into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you did not just go there. I had to go there. <laughs> You've been telling lies. Wow. <laughs> Talk about having fun. That's a um, flashback. Yeah, Pete was right about that. You know, uh, when you're healing, and it, it is a healing process, you have to be a little selfish. You know, it's kind of like I tell people when you uh, when the when the plane's going down and the oxygen masks come out and you put yours on first and then your kid second because you can't save your kid if you don't save yourself first, but. That's what I'm talking about. That's like on point, Pete. Mm-hmm. Like I brought that up like bam. Yeah. Yeah. From, absolutely from, right. from the Netherlands. Right. You can't forget that. I know. Yeah. So uh, for the greater good, when you look at it, I mean, the kids are going to go on after we're gone. You got to be there for them and teach them those values. And we just want to say, too, that we're not professional. Well, we, we are professional, but not professional counselors, mm-hmm. but we are professional something else. Uh, we're not professionals, uh, but we're just two guys talking about divorce and have a little experience in it. And hopefully something that we say and do, can't do too much on a podcast, can lead you to, through your divorce and or to your healing and things like that. So I'll tell you one thing, Dave, though. I just want to interject real quick. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about what it is that we are, and I know what it is that you are. And you're a life coach. I always hear people say that. They was like, oh, I'm a life coach. I'm a 
um, philosophical and whatever they might call themselves, whatever title they want to be, but a true life coach to guide somebody with, you know, a good heart and good intentions. That's what you are. Wow. I'm going to make me start crying. Yeah. And I didn't think about that until just the other day. I was like, it's a good life coach, a mentor, if you will. You know, you guide, you counsel, but you do it in a way that isn't, doesn't bring you down. I think that's important. So my job, I think, as a life coach is to turn other people into life coaches. So you're a life coach. Yeah, slowly but surely. I so, think I'm getting there. So I've I've done my job, you know, and hopefully you won't have to attend divorce recovery three, four times to get through that. <laughs> you know, hint, every hint, time hint. I go there, I learn something. <laughs> I do. I learn something. And it helps you because you look back within. Like I said the last time I went, I kind of got bummed out. You know, hearing everybody, hearing their stories. And in in these uh, recovery workshops, we're not allowed to tell uh, the folks, hey, here's what you should do. We're not allowed to give them a plan. They have to find their own plan. Find their own way. Yep. Walk along you know, through their journey with them is what I heard someone say before. I learned something really big uh, this this past uh, session, uh, the session that, that you facilitated. And it's probably the guy said it, it. It was the one week of forgiveness, which is my favorite week. Forgiveness. I just love that week. Uh, how's that whoa, work? I forgot. Didn't <laughs> how's that work? What's the one week of forgiveness? Forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. How's that work? I forgot. And uh, yeah, on point. Uh, yeah, we had some law and order going on there in the background. But anyway, so I um, uh, the guy gave us talk and. The thing I heard this time, and I heard this talk probably four or five times, the thing I heard finally was forgiveness is tough when you still have craziness going on. And the fact that I had craziness going on is hard to forgive. And that made a lot of sense because I was wondering what the heck is going on. Now I know it's on point, but the craziness that keeps happening in my life with, with that divorce thing doesn't allow me to fully forgive. Mm-hmm. So we will see. Time will tell. Well, now you're scaring me because you, you said, let's see, I've been divorced coming on three years. You say you've been divorced five years yep. and you still have divorce craziness. Oh, yeah, that's that's OK, though. That's that's just what, that's what people choose to do. You know, people people are in control of their own lives. They, uh, they make choices either one way or the other. Uh, you can't make people do what they don't want to do. You can only do you. Does the divorce craziness, is that involved with your ex? Yeah, that's who I divorced. I know. Interested to know if there was like a byproduct or she's still causing issues. Uh, Let's just go with causing issues. And I think she will for a while, but that's okay. Because that's what I'm kind of thinking about. And I guess maybe a little bit apprehensive. I don't want to go as far as worry that my ex lives far away now. One day she might come back around. such a lucky one. Around the way. So she comes around the way. And then she starts her own craziness because she has not heeded my advice to seek professional counseling. But the craziness that she might bring will won't affect you that much because you've been my sense, you've been my student for so long, yeah, and you know how to deal with it, and you've helped other people because you help, you learn uh, once again, you learn again by helping other people. True. You never stop learning. You never can say, "Hey, I know all there is." And you learn from me, but you know, it's like a continuing flux that you learn, 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 learn. So, Hey, I think for me, I want, I would like to be Rico Suave (laughs) and 
not let the drama get to me. <laughs> I would like to be that duck with the water rolling off my back when she starts her drama. Oh. I think that would be outstanding. Rico Suave. Man, this is going to be turned into a musical pretty soon. If I can just be all chillax when she starts all of her, you know, drama. I think I would be proud of myself. Well, that'd be okay. You know, I was more from the standpoint, you know, it wasn't me. You know, when the when the drama starts, you look at her and say, it wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't me. Unless you got a picture. Unless you saw me, it wasn't me. Right. Wasn't right. Me. Yeah. I think the blame game is the one that I think might come up here and there. Well, it's all because of you that this happened. But it really doesn't matter. Because, you, 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 know, you know, like they said in the recovery... You know the blame game doesn't even play a part. You know that's that's just words. You you, uh, you look at her and you grab the duck's back and the water runs off. There you well, go. Well, I want I want to ask you to go back and something you told me so so I can put it back into my head. Uh oh. About um. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. About we all have our own reality. Can you talk about that? Oh, the reality talk. Um, the reality talk lends itself through life and through. Uh, divorce, marriage, girlfriends, boyfriends, co-workers. Um, as you get older, as Pete and I are, we're over 21, definitely over 21, uh, you learn that you can't make people do what they don't want to do. So from that standpoint, I, I see people in different realities. Let's say you have a friend that likes to come to Colorado and smoke pot. He comes to visit you about once a month and he wants to hang out this is not a true story folks this is just a fictional story trust me but you don't approve of it but he's still your friend regardless of what he does you know him smoking pot doesn't affect you and you don't let that affect you so that's his reality his his reality is that he smokes pot your reality is you don't smoke pot your reality together is that you are friends so there's three realities going on there and once you let go of his reality smoking pot, it doesn't matter. Life life is life is so chill when you let people go with their reality if it doesn't jive with yours. But you can still get along with those people even though your realities are different. But you do have a reality in common in some other endeavors. Mm. How's that? Does that hit the point? That's really good. I can probably even ask you a question to help our listeners. Oh. So along the the reality you know, thought. So let's say you meet someone and it just happens to be someone of the opposite sex since we have male and female listeners. Yes, um, both listeners. And they, their reality is um, they've been through some messed up relationships and they're getting older, maybe a little bit scared of being alone and they want to nest. But you you know they're a good person otherwise you get along with them if there wasn't that nesting part but you have conflict you don't want to nest you're what do you ready. mean nest like hang out re- like exclusive nest. like exclusive me and you you better not see anybody else or your phone better not ring with somebody else's <laughs> number on it you know and there's trust issues <laughs> trust so Ooh, there's so many words there trust yeah. nest yeah, so let's go just with the nesting. They want... well, once again, you know that 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 nesting that's a, that's a reality. Trust is a reality. They're mm-hmm. all realities, and you have to figure out if you can be in that reality with that person or not. 
Yeah. But go ahead. What if you? What if so? So there's the question, right? So they want to nest. I mean, every other for for you know all intents and purposes, every other part of the relationship as far as two people getting along together is great. But they want more. They want more of a commitment. But you're not ready for that commitment. You don't. Even, you can't even spell the word commitment. So actually, when you say the word commitment, it makes you sick. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's get to that point. Okay, you're like I don't feel so well right now. You used the c word. C word, so, and a, and and the c word has way more letters than four. So how do you, you know, you want this person to stay a part of your life in, in the sense that it is like the way it is like right now. You don't, you're not looking to the future, but I guess you can't convince them, huh? Their reality is, darn it, I want to have this solid relationship and i want to be able to tell everybody out on facebook and like I want you to go my sh- man shopping together don't touch him and i want to be able to brag about how great our relationship is and see how many likes we get because we went to the zoo but you're just like i want to chill once in a while and i don't want to know oh i got an answer for you okay and i just lost it dang um god i just had it it was right took my tongue but you you talk about nesting mm-hmm. and and so, oh, it's just like this. It's just a revor- just a reverse of divorce. When, when two people, uh, divorce always happens. If one person gives up, it's over. It, it doesn't matter how hard the other person works, the relationship is over. It's just like that with the nesting thing. If if one wants to nest and and one doesn't, then you either, you know, there there is a meeting in the middle, you know. Does it? Does a woman say, "Hey, I don't want to let that guy go because I, I've had so many knuckleheads out there. I can never find anybody better than what I have, so I'm going to settle for what he's willing to give me." Mm-hmm. And that's huge. I've seen that time and time again. So, does she? You know, it's kind of let's make a deal. Does she trade you in for another door and and get a get a knucklehead, or does she keep you and, and just hang out, thinking she can change you? Oh, that's a big one. That's a whole subject in itself. Oh, thinking she or he can change you, because some people go into relationships thinking they can change people, even though once again it's hard to change people. Yeah, because every everybody has hope, and that translates to hope. Everybody has hope. I I I hope. I wish. I hope that person likes me as much as I like them. I hope this will last forever. I hope I can get the white picket fence with the gate. And, and the lassie dog you know I, I i i agree with that they the hope deal but then there's the reality part right um as you well know um topic has come up in the past why do why, why do long relationships and why do um, marriages that once started out really really wonderful end up in divorce why does someone who's been married a long time let's call 10 years a long time past 10 years and a divorce and the answer after some research on my own was you know where i'm going with this <laughs> every relationship every has relationship re- expiration date they're like milk right some- they expire <laughs> somewhere along the line there's an expiration oh date and so <laughs> that is the only explanation scientific as unscientific as it may be <laughs> Um, so some expiration dates are infinity because some people die together. They, they, they live together. They get married. They die together. 
Mm-hmm. But but sometimes that infinity is not a good thing because some people stay together because they're too lazy or they can't afford it. They can't afford a divorce. Yeah. They stay together for the kids. I think it's for the wrong reasons, but hey, that's that's not my call. Mm-hmm. They have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that that's oh, I forgot about that. The expiration date is the expiration yeah, date. I should have checked. I think it's between their left toes. <laughs> I think yeah. that um the expiration date occurs and I think you might be able to forecast some of this. Um when one or the other person feels at some point in the relationship that their needs aren't being met. I think that's the warning sign. I agree with that. Yes. I think you that's know, the warning and, sign. And sometimes, in, as in a case of a friend of mine, of course not me, but just my friend, um, it's, it could be a power struggle. Yes. Say, hey, I run this, you, uh, you do what I say, and when you don't do as I say, it 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 turns into their needs not being met. So physical, sexual, uh, financial, spiritual, everybody has needs, mm-hmm. you know. And I read a book, oh God, by Gary Chapman, Five Love Languages. You ever read that book? No. Yeah, I, think I need to read that. that. Matter of fact, that's your homework. Uh, uh, homework, okay. Between now and the next podcast. Can I borrow yours? Uh, I, I don't have one, but I'll get you one. Okay. That, that's my goal. <laughs> and Gary says people have five basic needs, women, men, and they're one of the five love languages. So the five love languages are acts of service. Do something for me. Clean my kitchen, mow my grass. That's, that's how you express love to me. That's how I accept love. Second one is uh, gifts. You know, buy me something you know, uh, materialistic things. Third one is uh, quality time. Spend time with me, hang out with me, watch a movie with me. Uh, fourth one is physical touch. Touch me, hold, hold my hand, go on a walk with me, you know, you know, rub my booty, things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I would never do that, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fifth one is words of affirmation. Say something good to me. Hey, you, you look beautiful. You know, you know that's a nice dress on you. You know, everybody likes words of affirmation, but my love language, for sure, was uh, acts of service. You know, okay. if if you go out of your way, cut the grass, clean the house, because you're usually your your love language when you're in a bad situation is is your need that's not being met. Yeah, and yeah. that was my need that wasn't being met. Yeah, he should put a sixth one in there. What? Pay, Pay my bills. <laughs> I like that one. Pay my bills. Patience. I think patience should be patient. There are times that um, you might not be or they might not be in the mood for, I mean, you call it X, Y, Z, whatever. And if you're a type A personality or you are you like to see things done, you know, rather quickly, that could grind on you. You could say, you know, you haven't done the dishes in like two days and look Get at how big it's yep. getting on my nerves. But mm-hmm. Um, if the other person can have some patience and go, let me give them another day or act of service. Let me do those dishes for which them. Which is yeah, which is a count. And 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 you know, people say, can sometimes have more than one love language, but you usually have. He, he says you usually have one primary love language. Okay. So my primary love love language is acts of service, and, yeah. and my coworkers know that. Like, okay. hey, do something for him. That's all he wants. Cook for me. 
knit for me, you know, things like that. Yeah, I think I think that uh, especially if there's a person who's selfish in the relationship, you're never going to get that act of service and your disappointment oh, yeah. is going to carry on over the weeks, uh, months, years, if you even allow it to go years. Um, some folks, they think, I'll just go ahead and I'll let this go and I'll let this go and it'll keep going. And then before you know it, you start this animosity just starts building up and it's kind of scary because the next time there's a, you know there's a breaking point right so the next time there's that point where things could have went in the positive direction but the animosity is built up to such a point that you're gonna pop or snap there's gonna be a fight there's gonna be an argument and all that stuff gets thrown out the window you know with the best intentions sometimes your, mo your emotions take over you know, that also lends itself with uh, the Venus and Mars things, thing where, you know, men are from here, women are from here. And over a period of time, maybe that man or woman st stops doing that love language or it just wanes. You know, you've been together so long, you know, you both work jobs, you know, you have kids, you don't keep it fresh. You don't do new things. Um, uh, you don't do new positions or stuff like that. <laughs> You don't get adventurous. Yeah, you don't get adventurous. Like nine you know? and a half weeks. No more no more calling the donkey and the clowns. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so things start to wane. People get lazy. They get um, content, you know, mm -hmm. and relationship changes. You know, people change all the time in relationships. But I see the ones that stay married the longest. And, and I ask these people, I said, how do you stay married so long? And a lot of them say that we do different things. We go different places. We make it a fact to have a date night, things like that. Simple stuff Yeah. that, that people don't think of because people grow apart quickly. Yeah. And you know, she turns from your bet, he or she turns from your best friend to somebody you just want to just throw to the dog. <laughs> she gets on your damn nerves. You know, the t every time she breathes in and out, just breathing next to me, oh, just drives no. me crazy. Or the voice. Yeah. You hear the voice. Yeah, the voice. Yeah. It's, it's like Jaws. I can get the shark people. <laughs> when he takes his fingernails and just goes down the chalkboard. People, I can catch him. So, yeah. I I think that um, maybe a, a way to salvage uh, what was exciting and fun. I mean, I, it's a little bit of unorthodox thinking where I'm going with this would be um, so when a couple has a difficult time and they start reaching a point that they, they can't even hear each other's voice, um, on the legal aspect, uh, they might go ahead and get a separation, whether it's um, done through the courts or done on their own. And see what it's like to live without each other. I wonder what it would be like if, once you do reach that point, once you start seeing those warning signs um, in the relationship, if, you know, there's just an agreement that you have, hey, one of us is getting an apartment mm -hmm. until we can resolve this. You know, they say absence makes the heart go fonder. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll sell. I think that'll help in two ways. One, um, you get to see if you really miss each other or and you both feel that person. way yeah. or you, <laughs> you say, 
oh my god, this is so wonderful with this her is out the of best the house thing ever. or with him out of the house. I'm so happy. I feel alive. See, now you have to ask the hard question, right? Get your freak on. Do we Get your freak on. Do we go back to living together or do we take steps to end it? Yeah. You know. So it's almost like a trial period. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and I I much rather be given advice on staying together than separating. You yeah. know, I, I tell people, you know, whatever you got to do, try to make that crap work. Make yeah. it work. Swallow your pride. Make it work. This, you know, divorce isn't fun. It's a last. It's it's a pseudo permanent solution to a temporary problem sometimes. Well, what do you say to those couples that try to stay together just because of the kids? Now, that's a different subject. Uh, usually, though, usually... You know, maybe there's hope for those people, you know, like, you know, like we said, you know, they, they need to maybe live apart and, and, and try the apart things to see if it works um, and then come back together or not come back together. But just doing the divorce without, without trying that, I think is a disservice for you and the kids mm-hmm. because, you know, as, as you and I know, kids are going to heal kids, you know, divorce is not going to, going to, going to kill a kid. It's going to hurt like hell. You know, maybe you need to do therapy or something. But, man, you know, kids can tell when the house isn't happy. Yeah. You know, especially if the parents all argue all the time and stuff. So kids know. And I remember we were at the one recovery class, and the lady asked, uh, how how young do you start to tell the kids okay. about divorce? Remember I said, the kids yeah. already know. Yeah. Kids, you'd be two, three years old. Man, kids know the deal. Kids... Kids know there's something not right. Mm-hmm. So I suggest never hide anything from your kids. That's right. that's what I would do. Right. But you know, everybody's different. But kids know. Kids kids, kids are way smarter than we think. You know what's scary, too, along the lines of staying together for the kids? It's um, the lady lets herself get pregnant again or convinces her man to, we should have a baby and then everything will be fine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ouch. Remember those stories? Yeah. Hmm. And it still goes south. It does. It, it goes south with another addition. It, yep. Yep. That's absolutely true. I don't know where that rationale comes from. Oh, we'll just have another baby. And that'll bring us close together. Or she stops taking her birth control pill. Yep. And, and doesn't tell him. And doesn't tell him. It's like, oh, we must have had a oops. Yeah. Well, there's deceit right there. I mean, maybe he didn't want to have another kid. Yeah, so it's going to end anyway. Yeah. So, especially I mean, after yeah, lying and deceit. Yeah. Right? Right? Just thinking about that just makes me shudder. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or he'll if I have a baby or if I get pregnant, he'll stay with me and then he'll love me. This is I mean, the rationale that someone could have, you know, not that all you ladies are thinking this. Uh, so don't get offended. <laughs> yeah, don't some get women offended. might actually think, not with me, maybe with Pete. Yeah, right. Show enough. <laughs> <laughs> so they think I'll get pregnant, and then he'll love me because he'll love the baby, and there's our connection. Yeah, and I think that's not a good way to think. Only because he has to love you for you, not for the child. You know, because the kid goes away eventually. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hey. Hopefully, or, or all the cuteness, you yeah. know, two o'clock in the morning. It's like, see, why'd you let yourself go and get yeah. pregnant? I don't know. I just think that's another another avenue that um, 
relationship that's starting out, right? Trust issues. Uh, if she's willing to do that, what else is she willing to do? And the same thing for the guy. I mean, you got to have a relationship. There has to be it has to be built on trust first. But that's a relationship. You know, that's someone that you are going to hang out with all the time. That their reality and your reality is, we're going to be a couple. I don't even know when that starts. I think sometimes two people end up in couple status without even knowing without that even it trying happened. in couple status. It's like, poop, we're couple status. Yeah, they're like, every Friday night, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to hang out with whoever and we're going to go here. And then, you know, the next week, hey, we're going to go together. And all of a sudden, you're doing everything together. Hey, I need new curtains. Can you go with me? And before you know it, you're like, boom. Curtains, man, you're in there. So that's, right. that's almost half a commitment. So then what happens when she says, hey, I want to go get some curtains. And you're like, I'm busy. And then she says, what do you mean you're busy? It's like, I'm busy. I have I'm to busy. go do something. What are you going to go do? I mean, I think that might be a warning sign, right? <laughs> Is it what do they call the Spanish Inquisition? Well, she says, uh, she's just asking why, you know, where, where, where are you going instead of getting curtains with her? That, that's all she wants to know. You just okay. tell them, say, hey, I got to go watch a UFC fight. Yeah. Well, yeah. is there a point where, and I don't know, maybe this is this has been done both on the girl and guy side, where um, you start seeing signs of their reality and you're separating. And let's say it's the case where she's heading down or he's heading down the nesting route. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, I'm going to instigate something and i have to see what happens with it so the instigation is right oh hey, i've seen that oh you, my gosh oh That's you know a, oh, oh oh i know that well one. you know Ver, i don't even Ver, need Verbatim. to speak. share it with us please oh actually that was i was on the other side of that you okay. know uh let's say that you've got a that you're going out with the with the person and everything's right i mean everything just goes too right it's like you know this is too perfect i'm gonna have to drop a bomb in this on purpose just to see what happens <laughs> <laughs> so my bomb was and this is very general um uh we were going somewhere and i pretended to get lost or something and i was getting frustrated but i knew where i was going but to, to her I was, I was getting lost and i was getting frustrated and my frustration grew and grew and grew and and i'd look at, at her out of sight of my of my eyes and she stayed chill the whole time i was impressed you know because you, you don't want to get something perfect. Perfect is not good. Perfect is nice, but perfect is not good. You, you want to be able to have the good times and bad times because you're going to share good times and bad times with that person. Mm-hmm. But you got too perfect, man. It's like, there's something wrong with this. Something something might happen eventually, but I need to check this out and, and, and see. Let me let me push the envelope. You know, it's, it's kind of like testing. You know, when, you're, when your company has a product, they stress test it. It's a stress test. Look okay. Stress test the situation. Okay. Yep. So you're going to share your test? I just did. <laughs> Generally. <laughs> I just did. God, we didn't touch anything over here, did we? Well, some people but might call right. it sabotage. So no. Are, are you going to say- It's not a sabotage. It's a test. It's not a, not a point where you're going to break up, but it's a point where someone gets angry or something. Oh, no. It's never a sabotage. So I would think if I, if she said, hey, let's go get curtains, and you say, or uh, I say, right, because I'll, I'll be the subject. No, I'm busy. I can't go. What are you doing that you're busy? I was like, I just have to go do this thing. Well, what is this thing? It's like, 
Now you know she's going to ask what this thing she's is. She's going to ask. You know. You and, just can't say, I'm going to do this thing. But I'm but, going to the UFC fight with my boy David. But the, just, bam. The, the stress test, right? The the What do they call it? That's a hell of a stress that? test. That's 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 good. What do they call the, the litmus test? Litmus test, okay. So the litmus test is how is she going to react? Is she going to go off the deep end? <laughs> And you're prepared for that because yeah. you're you're the instigator. Yeah. You know what you said. I'm starting this. I need to see where this goes. Yeah. Or is she going to say, in which you would be actually surprised. That's cool. Oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah. text me or something later. Yeah. That's the answer we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're looking Women, for Women pay attention. Yes. Women, men pay attention. That's the answer we're looking for now. So you get, let's say she says, okay, just text me later. No big deal. She's She's indifferent. Okay. okay, and you're just like, or, but, I, or but he, that hardly happens. That hardly happens. Or he's indifferent, yeah, right? He's indifferent. It hardly, it oh, hardly happens. Right? He'll be indifferent because he's a man. He don't give a sh- He don't care. Human nature. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> okay, whatever. Okay. Human nature, but if she's that cool or he's that cool, and you get past that test, right? Um, if she finds out the test or he finds out, they might call you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, insensitive or whatever the word might be. But um, I think there will be a point eventually down the line. Where someone is going to ask, so where's this going? Oh, man, you just transitioned into another one. So can you tell us about that? Please. Uh, so, you know, we've been doing this about 30-something minutes. We're going to go ahead and cut this off. I don't know. We're going to transform into that one the next time Pete and I get together. Because this is, this is rolling, man. Where is this going? I know. Where, where is this going? So next topic on Divorce Double is where is this going? Uh, thank you, America. Say bye, Pete. Goodbye. We're going to call Pete Litmus Pete. That's Litmus. his new name, Litmus Pete. <laughs> so, all right. Take care, America. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>